goodness, what a great morning. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Um, I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 15, verses 8 through 10. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the word of the Lord. To God be the glory for the great things he has done. Uh, before we, we begin, I'd just like to say uh, thanks to all the Samfordians I see uh, sitting amongst us this morning. Thank you so much. So good to see you. May we pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this blessed opportunity to be able to share your word. Thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to be able to come to the knowledge and even have the opportunity to hear uh, about Christ because we know, God, that even though we have prepared, we need your power. And God, even though we have studied, we still need your spirit. So, great God, grant us wisdom as only you can. We thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to share Jesus. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, we find that there are many presuppositions which we bring to the 15th chapter of the gospel according to St. Luke. We've been made well aware of uh, the sheep that was disconnected from the fold. We are aware of the distress of the shepherd as he left the 99 and sought after this one sheep and how at the reunion of the shepherd and and this innocent sheep that the shepherd dared not risk losing the sheep again but he carried uh, uh, the sheep on his shoulder back to the flock but but even as the shepherd was heading back to 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 the fold he he did not wait until he got to the fold to begin to rejoice but he began a moment of celebration as he was on his way back to the fold because he understood that this celebration was necessary because the sheep that was lost now is found. We love to hear about the uh, sacrifice which the shepherd made to leave the 99 and, and go find the one, but also we find uh, uh, how uh, this prodigal son who uh, insisted on his father, Father, give me the good, the portions that, that would fall unto me. He practically was telling his father, Father, I wish you were dead. The reason I say that is because uh, the son himself would, would receive this inheritance only after the death of his father. We are well aware, we are well aware, we are well aware that that the prodigal son left home, packed his bags, and, and began to make a journey into a far country and spent all he had, as King James Virgin says, on riotous living, on wasteful living. We, we find out how we see this son, which was uh, uh, in a low place in his life, that he, he did something that he, he knew was out of character, which he knew was out of the context of his background, where he himself, became so low that he began to identify with swine. 
We all love to rejoice knowing that the prodigal son came to himself and said, how many of my father's hired servants have meat and bread enough to spare? How, how, how is it that they have it so much better? So I will arise and go back to my father's house. We, we, we are well aware and able to rejoice knowing that the prodigal son came back home and as he was making his way home, his father evidently was sitting somewhere close to a window and was able to identify saying, that looks like my boy. And so he dropped everything that he was doing, ran and met up with his son and kissed him. We all are well aware of these two stories, but there was a story sandwiched in the middle between these two stories that, in my opinion, Dr. Barnett, does not get its fair share of attention. That is a story that is told within the parameters of the 15th chapter of St. Luke uh, between verse 8 and verse 10. This story is from the surface about a woman who has been careless in her protection of a headband that had been given to her as a public display of her being a wife. This was uh, 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 something that we could account with our traditional custom of receiving a wedding band and, uh, as we, as one becomes married. This condition of this coin has to be noted, not of one of, of, of just innocent bystander, but must be noted as a, as a story of severity because the text leaves one to suppose that there could have been some time before there was a recognition of this coin being lost. Don't hang up on me. Keep, keep listening to me because, because the truth of the matter is, is that I feel for this coin. I, I'm sympathetic, JT, for this coin. I, I, I feel and have empathy for this coin because I recognize that this coin had no choice at all of being found if no one recognized that it was lost. I'm unaware of the worth of anything until I am in need of it. I'm unaware of the value of something until it is not around. Well, what are you saying? What I'm saying is, is that I'm aware, unaware of the affection and care that I receive from my mother when I call, until I call mother and she cannot answer. I really never uh, I valued the total worth of the relationship that I had with my grandfather until September the 6th, 2011, when I woke up and he was not here anymore. I must say that uh, uh, I am unaware of the value of my car keys until it's time to go. And, 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 but... But I understand, I understand that, that my keys are a very vital and important instrument that is vital to me getting to my destination. But only until I cannot find them do I really take time to understand that worth. I must inform us that, that the uniqueness about this coin is, is that this coin is lost. But it had nothing to do with it being lost, as well as it had no knowledge that it was lost. This, this coin was lost, but it had nothing to do with the situation it was in. It had nothing to do with its, uh, uh, with its placement, but all we know that it is lost. The sheep itself could bleat and make noise to alarm someone 
around them that may have been searching for them. It could alarm someone when it was in danger. The prodigal son had reason and rationale, which at least gives him a chance to become found. But this poor silver coin could do nothing, 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 nothing. Cannot utter a word, cannot make a noise, cannot move from where it is in order to place itself uh, in the proximity where someone might find it. This coin, this coin, this coin, this poor coin has emotions but cannot express them. This coin does not even know that it is in a place of danger. This coin itself does not know that it is not where it's supposed to be. My question is, are we thinking of those that are lost like this coin? Are we thinking of those that are crying out and no one can hear them? What about those children that are being molested and abused but yet are silenced because they feel that no one is concerned? Are we concerned with those that walk by us on a day-to-day basis that are like this coin, lost, and no one is even noticing them or even concerned? There has to be someone that is concerned for the people that have no voice. There has to be someone concerned with those uh, that know no other way than their own way, which will lead them to destruction. Someone has to be concerned for this lost coin, which has great value, which has great worth, and it does not even know it's valuable, and it does not even know what it is worth. So so what is it then, considering that you make this argument that we should be concerned about this lost coin, what is it that we can do in order to help this coin which is silent? This woman in the text presents to us that, that in order to find this coin, one must never forsake the value of this coin. The text informs us that this woman herself, this woman lost the coin, but in order to have knowledge of this lost coin, she had to recognize that something that had value, something that had purpose in her life was missing. To tell you the truth, there's no worth or any value in a lost coin if it cannot be used in the manner which it was made to be used for. So, 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 so if it cannot be used for its purpose, then it's no good for society. But as we observe this coin, we see that it's functioning outside of its purpose. What about all the people and the persons that are not reaching their full potential in this life. Who is concerned about them? Are we aiding this generation to be all that they can be in every aspect of their life? Or are we just satisfied with them being lost? Uh, uh, Are we just satisfied with, with them being mediocre and never reaching their full potential because we ourselves have experienced Christ. We ourselves understand the grace that God showed unto us and was favorable unto us. Are we just satisfied with ourselves where we can sit back on a wall and look down on other people and be comfortable and complacent for them. Are we concerned about the lost coin? So what is it that we need to do? What is it that we can do? Because because we ourselves have experienced grace along the journey. How in the world can we ourselves impact those which are lost? Well, there are a few things that this woman did, and as she did them, I'm going to try my best to be a good Baptist and have three points and, and a conclusion. The first thing she did... 
The first thing she did was she illuminated the vicinity. She illuminated the vicinity. The text tells us and asks us in a question form, would she not light a candle? Would she not light a candle? Would she not light a candle? Well, to give you information, uh, to give you context of the text, homes during the biblical times were, were very dark homes. They were, they, are, they are homes which would have limited amount of light that would enter the home as a result of the positioning of the windows, even if there were windows. So, so considering here that there's limited light, this woman must have known, listen here, I cannot find this coin unless I change the view of the area. Cannot, cannot find the coin unless I change the view of the area. You know, the truth of the matter is, the only way I can locate it is if I affect its present location. Only if, if I affect its present location. If the coin is lost in the dark, it's kind of hard to find it in the dark. The obvious matter is that there has to be a change in the area in order for there to be an impact made. In the area. There has to be a change in the area in order for there to be an impact. A person cannot be serious about giving aid or assistance if one is not willing to go the extra mile for those who are lost. And I come to challenge us as, as Christians, as a body of believers, for us never to become complacent in where we are. We really should be giving and we really should be living and leading lives that are sacrificial, not lives that are comfortable or even lives that cause us to stay in a state of complacency. Our lives should be lived sacrificially. Because the thing is, is that someone has to be willing to go the extra mile for the lost Christians to continue daily. We should continue daily to strive to aid people. But we are sometimes and so many times afraid to go where they are in order for change to happen. But you know what? If we look at our greatest example, Jesus the Christ, Christ himself commanded us in his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 and 16. He said, let your light so shine. Let your light so shine, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and, and glorify, not Cameron, glorify, not Barnett, glorify, not JT, but that they will glorify the Father, which is in heaven. It's not an app, it's not an option, but it is mandated that we as believers be light because the world we live in is dark. It's dark with depression, it's dark with oppression, it's dark with injustice, it's dark with all of these things. And there has to be some form of aid, some form of relief for the oppression and the depression. But the thing is, is that form of relief comes from an infiltration of the living spirit of Christ. So, this coin cannot be found if the light which Christ has given us is absent. If our light is not present in the struggle for those young men that have no father, we are not changing the area. If our light is not present for the mother that is struggling to raise her children and uh, on a minimum wage income and the absence of a substantial father, we have to change the lighting. If we are not present then why do we have our light? If we're not using our resources to benefit the kingdom of God, why do we have these resources? What is our function? Are we to become satisfied because we've become found? Or are we challenged to go share with this dark world what it is that we have come to know? This woman would definitely 
light a candle because she knows that there is a need to illuminate the dark vicinity. I hear the coin. Can you hear it in the house? The coin says there's been a change in this area. The, the, the room which once was dark, I can now see. Well, the next observation that I see in the text in order to find this lost coin, the text asks us, would this woman not sweep the house? Be sure to understand that not only, do they, not only are they living in a house with limited lighting, but also there's a dusty floor, which is uh, uh, in, order, in order to keep down the tracking, the dust straw would be placed uh, uh, on the floor so that there would not be a dust storm taking place in the house. So the scenery here is that this woman is sweeping and one that sweeps can relate that a tile floor with dirt on it is different from trying to move dirt on a dirt floor. This can become very dirty. This can become very agitating. This can become a very gruesome and filthy job. But she lit a candle and it was not enough just to change the lighting because she understood that just because I changed the lighting does not mean I will initially find this coin. So the light enhanced the possibility of a solution, but it was not the only part that was needed. This woman had to involve herself in activity that would have caused her to become indulged in unpleasant activity. Here, here sweeping could consist of intensive labor as she sifted through the dust and she sifted through the dirt and sifted through the straw all in order to find this corn. The labor of the search, uh, she understood that the labor of the search was in no way comparable with the value the coin had in her life. This woman did not run away from the work because she knew that her dividends would be greater than any effort she would exert. This practice has to be true in the life of Christians. Our work should not end with being seen by others because we have illuminated illuminated their area, but by us getting down dirty, doing work that will cause our hands to get dirty in order that we may aid in those being found which are lost. So many times we hinder ministry opportunities because it will involve too much work. We consider it too much work to speak encouragement to a struggling brother or struggling sister of the faith that is struggling uh, through one of those diverse temptations that James speaks about in James 1. We consider it too much work to sacrifice for ourselves so that others may be able to have, uh, 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 it's just too much work. Uh, it's just too much work for us to become involved with people that are not like us. Is it too much work to volunteer time to go to the children in underserviced communities, that's, that's just too much work. The effort that this woman puts in the search was above and beyond the call of duty. She could have simply said that this coin will be okay wherever it is. I'll just find another. I'll, you know what, even, even what, you know what, it's wintertime. What I'll do is I'll just wait until springtime comes because I'm going to get the family together and we're going to go, go down to Publix and Walmart and we're going to buy cleaning material for spring cleaning. And you know what, I can just put put this off because I may find it during spring cleaning, but the woman could not wait on a bad chance happening. She, she understood that it is so important that I need not allow this opportunity to pass me by. I want to fix it this morning. As the earnest search for this coin continues to transpire, the text informs us that this woman would not let anything stop her from searching 
until she found the lost coin. Well, I told you earlier that the coin recognized it. Now it's lighted, but, but now the, the coin recognized, wait a minute, there's some dust moving. I, I can't express anything, but I understand that, that there is something that is changing. The coin recognizes, wait a minute, now I'm in the hands of someone. I'm in the, I'm in the hands of someone. Someone evidently sees something in me that I can't see in my in myself. What, what is What is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, wait a minute. There are other people around. I, I can hear them, but they can't hear me. It's, it's amazing to me. I, do, I don't understand what is going on. What to tell you? This woman said, you know what? It's not just good enough that I change the vicinity. It's not just good enough that I light up the area. I need to call my friends, and we need to celebrate. We need to celebrate because my coin, which was lost, is now found. Well, Cameron, why is it? Why is it that you're so passionate about this subject of seeking those that are lost? Why is it that you're concerned with those that, that are lost and, 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 and are not reaching their purpose? Why are you concerned about those that you feel are limiting themselves, but they, there's nothing they can do about it? Well, I'm convinced that if there was not anyone looking for me, uh, will you help me fix it? I would still be lost in the darkness of Goodwater, Alabama. Why are you adamant, Cameron, about the cause of seeking out those who, who don't know their full worth? Uh, I, I want to fix it this morning because I myself was in distress, dismay, and delusional in the world of sin, but, and I was confined to a community of complacency, a community of comfort with the norm of being selfish and self-centered. I myself can identify with this coin because I've been in the dirty situation of being raised in a single-parent home around an impoverished community. I need someone to help me fix it this morning. As Luke 19 and 10 states, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. We must work to illuminate the environment. We must indulge in activity that may involve work because we all can identify with this coin, those of us that have, have received the grace of God and, and have walked into salvation. We ourselves can identify, but there's one, one hymnologist that I love, and that is John Newton, who I think put it best. He said, you know what? As he put pen to pad, he said, listen here, uh, uh, I'm experiencing some things I do not deserve. So as he began to write, he said, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I want, this is the part that gets me this morning. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Can you, I tell you about that amazing grace? That amazing grace came down through 42 generations. That amazing grace grew in wisdom and in stature. That amazing grace touched blinded eyes, made them see, made the lame walk, made the dumb talk, fed thousand with a fish with a fish fry with with two fish and five barbed loaves that amazing grace went to Gethsemane prayed a prayer said father if thou be willing remove this cup from me but decided not my will but thine be done that amazing grace was betrayed with a kiss by Judas taken from judgment hall to judgment hall that amazing grace uh, that amazing grace went on a hill called Calvary. On a hill, as the old black preacher would say, far away stood an old 
rugged cross, the, the emblem of suffering and shame. He went up on Calvary, grace did, and, and died a gruesome death of public shame. That, that amazing grace stayed up there from the sixth to the ninth hour. That, that amazing grace went down into the grave, stayed there for three days. Will you help me fix it, Brookwood? That amazing grace rose and declared all power in heaven and in earth is in my hand. I thank God for that amazing grace. Today we have an obligation not to become comfortable, but to involve ourselves in the communities. It is going to take us to illuminate <coughs> this dark world. Christ is calling us to see value and purpose because he's seen it in us. Let us be sure that we do our part to help the lost going. May we pray. God, we thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to hear your word. We pray now, Father, that you would continue to be with us, continue to lead and guide us. Pray, God, that you would give us a burning desire to be as this woman, to see value and purpose in the lost coin. Pray, God, that you would allow us to, to do all we can, while we can, to do our part, Father, so you can do your part. God, we love you and we thank you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.